Yo, 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 welcome to the Sound Central Podcast. I'm Sam. I'm Am Dash. I'm Jordy. And welcome to our second podcast episode. Um, we have a lot to talk about today. We will be talking about posthumous albums as well as the Trend of Deluxe albums. We'll also be talking about Nate and Justice League's um, collaborative project, um, uh, Kid, Heart, uh, yep. Kid at Heart EP, uh, Luke's Gold Mouth, as well as Amine's 2.5. So make sure you stay tuned. And if you're new to this, don't forget to like and subscribe, comment below to share your opinions, hit the notification button, find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, and SoundCloud, and follow us at social media at Soundcentric Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and follow us as well. You know the jazz. Anything else I'm missing? No, let's get into it. Let's get into Um, it. So something that I really love that came out recently, which I'm not always a huge fan of, um, Isaiah Rashad dropped the deluxe to My House is Burning, his album from this year, and... I thought it was great. I thought sometimes people look at deluxes as like, if it didn't make the album, then you probably didn't think it was that good. So why should it make it? In this case, um, he dropped a remix of, which song did he put Juicy J and- um, Rip Young. Rip Young. A remix fit perfectly. Amazing. It was he, really good. He dropped one with um, Young Nudie, one with Deontay Hitchcock that I've had on repeat because I'm mm-hmm. a huge Deontay fan. But it was only, f- I think it's only four new songs and I thought it was terrific. Yeah. What do you guys think? Yeah. I don't hate deluxe albums at all. Like yeah. I, if it's new music, I like it. Yeah, I feel the same way. It just depends on your attentions. Like deluxes have always been here, and they've yeah. always been something casual that people drop if they had music in the stash that was really, really good, and they wanted to um, release for the fans. Yeah, but yeah. there's been a trend going on, and Lil Uzi, honestly, I think is the one who started it off when he started. Um, what was it? Um, what was the album again? Eternal, Eternal take. A take when he did the deluxe. Yeah. Everybody started following the way of doing deluxes. And now you can clearly see it's only for streaming and, and plays and spins. It's not even because of these songs are part of your project yeah. or make a whole. Have you seen the video of LeBron where he's like curating 2 Chainz's album? Yeah. And he's like, <laughs> he's acting like he invented deluxe albums. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. <laughs> Yo, I think like, you should uh, <laughs> add more albums later on. And I think, I think that's a great idea. I think I just came up with and something. And 2 is like, bro, you're right. <laughs> Like, yo, you're the man. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's a. Sometimes they're not done correctly, where it's just like it's like so close to after you drop the album, where it's like, give us time to like digest this album. Yeah. Like, this was cool because Isaiah like went on tour mm-hmm. and it was kind of just like a, here's an extra four songs like that I made and I really appreciate that. I know like the Migos released like. It was like three off, days later. It was like Offset's Way. This wasn't even Deluxe, but this is just kind of weird. It was like mm-hmm. Offset's Way, then there was like the album Quavo's Way, then. It was just like, what do you guys like? Just yeah. so many streams. Like sometimes it's just too obvious of what you're trying to exactly. do. Exactly. Yeah. As long as it's authentic, um, then that's all it is. And oh, I, I was well with was well with authenticity. That leads to posthumous albums as well. Um, when we heard that yeah. Juice World is in December, I believe is the release date of his new project, Fighting Demons. Fighting Demons. Um, and I definitely feel some way about that. That's the second posthumous yeah. album. And I really think that um, a lot of these record labels need to stop pumping out shit that. Um, Post the artist's death, yeah. Um, just for money, again for pop, but pop. Yeah. You know, I know Anderson. Ta- Anderson Pack has a tattoo that says like, "Don't release my shit when I die." Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and there's certain families and certain estates that do handle it well, and we'll get into this more. But like the Mac Miller family clearly did it perfectly, and down to a T of how you should make a posthumous album, mm-hmm. keep the original producers and the yep. people who are close with him. And then there's some people where it's like it seems like you're trying to milk your family or your 
um, business previous business partner. It just seems like you're like they, they they didn't release those verses for a reason. Maybe they didn't have time, or maybe they didn't like it that much. There's a different um, pop smoke feature on everybody's album nowadays, and it's like we know wow. you weren't in the studio when you made that. Yeah, like, it's, he it's wasn't wow. there. There's a like a good example on the second album, Faith. Like the first half is they're decent, they're good pop smoke songs, but the second half is just like they throw in like Dua Lipa yeah. and like Kid Cudi, which like those don't even make sense. He wasn't even he wasn't close to them. And that project, yeah. that whole Faith, right? Yeah. Um, you can throw that away. I was so heated when I even saw that they're releasing that. Fifty was a huge idol for Pop Smoke, and he curated the perfect posthumous album for him that made sense and that that led the way in, in yeah. something that he wanted out with the right people, his, his mm-hmm. peers. And for, for them, the label to then turn around and do Faith with a bunch of random artists, obviously we know what you're doing. Yeah. And that's something I don't stand. I and hate like, that so much. You can tell, not always, but you can kind of tell when an album or when two artists were in the studio together and made it together. Mm-hmm. It's an example of a um, young thug put Mac Miller on his yeah. new album. And apparently that was recorded like the day before Dude, he passed insane. away. But insane. like the flow that Mac Miller chooses, it's like you can tell him and Young Thug were in the studio together, oh, like yeah. making some shit together. It wasn't just like Young Thug hit up his manager like, yo, I need a Mac acapella <laughs> verse. Yeah. Like I'll pay you 50K for it. Like yeah. I just need to throw this on my album. And I appreciate, I mean, fucking Circles and Swimming might be my two favorite Mac Miller albums ever, mm-hmm. which like it's just, a, they did a very good job at keeping John Bryan who actually... Um, produ- help produce late registration. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw there's a documentary on YouTube about how he created it and how he was able to do it after the death, and it's, they just handled it very well. Yeah, and the family was heavily involved, especially his parents, and that meant a lot to me compared to like Pop Smoke, X, and Juice, and a lot of the inter the interventions between the record label, which is really annoying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Also, take back Swimming was not a posthumous album. No, no, nope, but nope. Circles, great. Oh. Taking something yeah, I, was, yeah. <laughs> I, got I got that wrong for a second. <laughs> um, but then we have, in good news, we heard Roddy Rich just announced um, Live Life Fast album cover just dropped. I think he says dropping sometime in December. Awesome or maybe cover. in January. Uh, and yeah. December 17th, I believe. But it's a dope. I love the cover so much. Yeah. I think it's dope. I'm not always into that lane of music as much, but him, like his voice is so, like Pure Souls on the on the Kanye project mm-hmm. on Donda, my um, favorite song on the whole album. Like Roddy Rich has a voice that's special. Yeah, I mean, I've been a huge fan of him since it's come up. I even love his like earlier projects with like Down Below. Down um, Below is Yeah, bigger. man, and all those tracks. But I'm really excited for this. It's after Antisocial, which he dropped, what, in 20... 20- Freshman year of college, so, or for me, junior, sophomore year for you. So what was that? Like, 2019. 2019. Like 2020. Um, I hopefully hope for this project it's a bit shorter. Again, I feel like when, you, when you're in that trap lane, there's only so much you can do. Same with Gunna. Yeah. Gunna did the same thing with Wanna. Long album, and then he did Deluxe after. Just curate something, you know, perfect, short. Again, unless... You're doing something different to each song. It's something about Roddy where I just have faith that he is going to do that. I feel like he is a little bit different. Like he, I feel like he's more artistic, yep. artistically driven than some of those guys who are maybe going for streams. Yeah, and real talented as well. Um, he And Graham nominated, correct? Uh, I think. I believe so. So he's coming up. and he's I mean, doing... Definitely for The Box. Oh, yeah, nominated. that was a big... Oh, God, that was such a big song. Yeah, Roddy's a man. He, he, he's going to come up with some, with some real good shit with this. I hope he switches his style more, a little more. Yeah. Like, I feel like... like not just like... Across the album, like he, I feel like his last album, he kind of stuck to one. Loki, I won't lie. That was my problem yeah. with it. Um, well, that actually brings up something. I saw there was a JID interview and he was saying Doja Cat. So they're, he's like, he was basically hyping up Doja Cat. And he's like, this girl is bars. Like, you guys don't understand. And he was telling Doja Cat, like, you just need to make a rap album like The Alchemist. Mm-hmm. And like, <laughs> it, like, I wish that happened more in hip hop where artists 
just start just totally switch like who they produce with and like the style. Like I think they can make something like truly great. If like, mm-hmm. like I'd be so interested to hear Roddy Rich on a Mad Lib beat. Maybe not Mad oh, Lib. Let's take that back. Maybe, maybe not. <laughs> let's, Mad- take, let's, let's, maybe, take no, back, yeah. let's take that back. Let's take that back. Maybe not Mad Lib, but certain producers. Vince Staples was supposed to have that album with the Alchemist. Yep, same with yeah. Earl. And, and it's coming being hopefully later soon. Kenny hopefully, Beats. Yeah. That'd be like sick to see Roddy on something maybe more soul sampling because like he has such a strong like great voice for sure that like hey, you don't just need Metro Boomin to produce your shit exactly. And, like, I would love to hear the change up. And it definitely depends too, along with Doja Cat. Like she's kind of trapped. I, and there's rumors right now that she's um she's going through it right now. Yeah, she was saying um, she's not happy making. She's music. not happy making music, especially because I I've known Doja Cat really early on, and of course she started out with the whole meme song, the cow song, the cow song but yeah. she's actually seriously talented and she can actually rap. The problem is just the Record label came in, yeah. made her mainstream, and she added those pop sounds yeah. to her like project. She's good, but she makes like H and M music. Like I think, <laughs> I'm, I think I'm shopping for like a sweatshirt. <laughs> I'm not gonna disagree with her. Nah, that's wow. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, that one's gotta hurt. It's, that's what I was thinking. But um, I love I love Doja a lot, and I yeah. hope that obviously she um, takes a break definitely and creates some good music. Yeah. Then we also got uh, Brent dropping Brent Fiaz. Oh my god. Um, last year, Gravity is. Probably my favorite song of the year, the Tyler Creator. I really wish I wish that song ended up on one song. of their albums. I wish it ended up on Tyler's album. Just like they, wasting time. Um, which one was? Is that the one Drake? Drake did not like that one. Damn, I thought it's tough. And like that was Neptune's Drake, Brent Fias. Like I was um in Israel this summer, but me and my friends were like, that's a fucking lineup and a half. And that song was I thought it was underwhelming. I didn't think the production really? was crazy. I loved it. It was such a classic Drake verse. He just rapped for two minutes, <laughs> which like it's not a bad verse, but like. The song was just so, it was so long. I can understand. Wait, which song? It was the wasting time. time. Oh yeah, that was more like an army cut. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, that was whatever. But Brent Fiaz, so good. Definitely one of the so best good. to me. One of my favorites. One of the best um, male um, R and B artists coming up. He is fantastic. Brent Fiaz's features go crazy. Yeah. And his and his actual project, his previous project, uh, "Fuck the World." Um, yeah. That was incredible, man. So. I didn't really listen to it like that. Really? Go ahead. Was good. Go back. My friend, my roommate's a big fan of that. Yeah. Um. That I've um, also Bryson Tiller just dropped. I didn't listen to it yet, but the Christmas he dropped oh, a Christmas yeah, album. Christmas drop an actual album, bro. Yeah. Come on, we need it. We need it. But I loved um, I loved what Bryson dropped last year. Um, we also not necessarily. I'm a huge fan of this man, but Russ dropping Chomp Two. Um, I know he dropped. I remember DJ Premier produced a song on Chomp One oh, last man, year. That and have you um, heard the project? Yeah, I remember. I listened to it once, but like I'm a primo, primo diehard, so I had to listen to that How'd one. How do you feel about it? I think it was fine whenever I listened fine? to it. Fine, I thought you you would love it, dude. King Crook, Busta Rhymes, DJ Premier, Benny, yeah. Black Thought. I mean, what no, more yeah, could yeah, you want? Right. The Benny one was good too. Over COVID and everything, that's when I became a real. Yeah. I'm honestly, I've always been a fan of Russ, but COVID, I, I became more um, into his world. And man, I love him. And I'm really excited for Chomp too. Yeah. And the fact that he's independent, he yeah. does his own shit. He produces, mixes, masters, writes. I mean, I always have respect for him for like, sure. That shit's hard to do by yourself, and yeah. he. He makes so much money off of his fan base and like mm. where like in a good way. Yeah. Like he, the way he's been able to market himself and pioneer himself For as sure. an independent artist. Um, I won't clown him too much. Yeah, I'm excited. As people do. Jordy, <laughs> start your clown. I'm not, I'm not gonna say anything. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's gonna hold back. But um, I didn't listen to Utah Freestyle, but did you, you yeah, listen to that? Yeah, I actually heard it. Yeah, fantastic. I, I was actually on the way here, I was bumping it with Jordy. I'm yeah. um, just like it here. It was it was Wait, great. What? It was in, when we when, I, when we drove off what song? Back, uh, Utah Freestyle, the single he released. I'm assuming maybe on the project. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. I'm sure that was like a boom bap one, just based on the Basically, title. Basically, he was just rapping. Um, but again, I'm really excited for this Russ project. Really, yeah. December 17th. Then we got uh, Fayetteville's very own Moray um, dropping a song, Never Fail, featuring Benny the Butcher. Um, Surprise feature. 
yeah. really surprised in. Um, I didn't. I listened to his fir- the album he released recently once or twice, but this song I really I really liked. I thought the chorus was great. Benny came in, which is like you know Benny's gonna deliver. Mm-hmm. He gets in a verse, but yeah, Moray's v- um, voice, amazing singer, and his rapping ability and breath control when he raps. Like th- I just thought this song delivered. I'm yeah. so geeked for him. I didn't know he could rap like that. Yeah, he spits bars. I yeah. really I really am geeked for him. I know when he was coming up with Quicksand, that song blew, and Cole obviously gave him a little bit of a headlight, um, be, being able to be presented to the world with yeah. my life, because that was a big, big song from the offseason. Favorite song on the album. That's a, mm-hmm. I think that might be a top five Cole song ever, too. My Life? Yeah. Debatable. But yeah, I understand. <laughs> <laughs> I think everyone everyone played their role so well in that song, and in the beginning, it's like the, there's like certain sound effects that artists will add to songs mm-hmm. I just love. When that song's coming, it's like, do you know what I'm talking about? It's like a yeah, swirling yeah, noise yeah. at the beginning. It, I think it's like he uh, he um, debuted that song in the in the trailer for the album. Oh, really? Like oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yep. So that was like I was waiting for that one, and it delivered so well. Yeah, man. And Moray's so talented, and he has such a great voice. And for him to be trying new things, working with Benny, like wow. Yeah. So for him, keep it up. Seriously, I'm excited for what he has next um, from Street Sermons uh, last year, I believe, to now hopefully new album 2022. Yeah. So keep it up, man. Dreamville uh, signee. No, he's yeah. just he's just from where Cole's okay, from. Okay, cool, cool. Um, but cool to see. I, I'd be cool if he was signed. For sure. I don't know what the process is of how they sign someone because they're usually like, they're usually friends with the artists. Like I know Earth Gang and JD were touring with um, Boz, I think. Yeah. And that's how they made the connect. And people are always saying like, this guy needs to sign the Dreamville. The TD needs to sign this guy. <laughs> yeah. But I'm actually curious like what goes into like how they pick. Because yeah. there's so many good rappers out there and it has to be a very like, very um, big decision to and we'll definitely talk about the pros and cons of that too along with loot um, his project later on but just if you should sign to some type of big label or not yet um another under or underground artist who i'm a big fan of he actually went to college with my brother um at university of maryland but ben beal he is um by the time this comes out his his album will be out it's called um cartoons but he dropped a single called core line it's featuring mick jenkins and reason so for one I, i met this guy so it's really cool for me to see that like He's working with Reason and Mick Jenkins. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, he really knows the lane he's in. He's um, like a very like he's like a lo-fi chill rapper. And um, I thought this thing was dope. I'm really excited to hear cartoons by him. It was great. And again, I'm a huge Mac fan, and he really gave me some Mac vibes, which brought like, yeah. a smile to me. And he is fantastic. It was so good that I went to his previous album, Birdland. Yeah, um, Birdland was dope. And he was really dope. He, he's he's a really great rapper. Go check him out. Um, ben Beal. Yeah. Ben Beal. Go check him out. Um, and then one more underground artist who. I'm obsessed with this man right now. Um, Dende, dropping the song Candy. Yeah. I'm getting in my R&B wave right now. I know. Yes, I, just bumped, I bumped Jasmine Sullivan's album for the first time yesterday and already... I got him hip, y'all. I yeah. got him hip. <laughs> I, think, I think it entered my top five instantly. <laughs> um, but Dende's song Candy, I love this one. This man can... Um, his full album, I'm being an asshole and I forget the name of his album that he just dropped recently. But um, he can sing and rap so well. And when he merges the two, it's amazing. But this song was more R&B based. But I loved it. Like, catch me singing that one in the shower. The previous project was a happy man. Happy uh, man, yeah. Yep, dope cover. Jordy actually put us on to Dende. I, I, I was did. No, yep. no it was, was it who? No, it was Adam. Was, was it really you? Yeah. Okay, yeah, my been, bad, bro. My bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Dende, I've been championing you. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, he's fantastic. Again, I, I peeped at his stuff. I listened to a happy, um, what was it called again? A happy man, yep. Yeah, and, um, he just song with... And I'll talk about this man a lot, but he's a song with Chris Patrick on that mm-hmm. album. Chris Patrick. I saw that too. New Jersey, what up, boy? That's your man. Um, that, that song was called um, Phone Numbers. Mm-hmm. And like that's just my, that's like such a classic song that I would like. Like yeah. it just had everything I need in a song. But um, Dende, I'm li- really looking forward to what he keeps doing because yeah. he's going to make a name for himself this Hopefully year. Hopefully, does and gets a little breakthrough through the mainstream. Definitely. Um, 
then the album we're reviewing today, another underground artist, but teaming up with a very famous pair of producers. We had Nature Well and Justice League coming together for Kids at Heart EP. Yes, sir. Um, that this album was dope. This was short, short and sweet, which I love. What you love? I'm gonna keep. Yeah, I'm gonna keep saying that every single episode. Whenever there's a, sh- whenever there's a sh- other side of the extreme, if it's a short or really long album, I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk about yeah. it. Um, but this album was dope. Um, Nate, I've been a fan of for a while. We're actually reviewing someone who I think, um, I get a feeling that they're kind of similar as Loot, just mm-hmm. the way that their rapping style is. But um, songs I loved in this one was uh, Guilt, I Loved, and Gift from God, the way he starts his album with like the uh, Spanish guitar sample. Oh, yeah, that sample. Oh, and my God. he comes yeah. in hard on this. But I've been a fan of him for a while. So uh, what do you guys think about this one? Yeah, man, shout out to Justice League, first off, because the production was great. Um, and getting that intro with that Spanish guitar and that sample, fantastic. And again, Nate is an independent artist, um, and he's doing a really great job. His performance on this was really good. And I really enjoyed, honestly, every single track on this. Every single track is added for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've been playing it constantly. For this track, though, on um, this project, my favorite tracks were Gift From God. Um, I like Call Me When You Need Me. You can definitely tell that he holds Drake um, um, on, on, his, on, his, on his sleeve. Yeah. You know, he's a big fan of Drake, you can tell. And kind of the flows he was using. And the beat as well sounded like it, too. But I really did his own thing with this, and he killed it. Um, and his singing was great too, and I love that he's trying yeah. new things as well, finding himself as a new artist, and he'll always root for that. And then the last track, I believe it was "Right Direction." Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoyed that as well. I didn't know he could sing like this. Like I've been a fan, so I've just hear him spit bars all the time. Yeah, but like, yeah, that's good. What do you think about it? I honestly didn't get to check it out. I just heard from what you played me. Yeah, but yeah, I should get to that. Yeah, yeah. I think there's a couple of these guys I'm finding that I really, I really want to see them succeed. And Nate Joel is one of those guys. Um, and I loved seeing how he was able to diversify his sound on this because I knew he could spit bars, but I didn't know like songwriting is a different ability mm-hmm. than being able to write punchline rap. Yep. And I thought he was able to prove that on this tape. That's just a good job, Nate. We're proud of you, man. Um, then next up we have an album that I, I was so pleasantly surprised by, Lutz Goldmaps, Dreamville's very own. Um, definitely someone that people might look at as like, one of the lesser-known people on Dreamville's label because you got Ari Lennox, Cole, J.I.D., Boz, Kaz. Um, and this man, I think, delivered my top five album of the year. We'll discuss that oh, more. Wow. We'll discuss that more on um, when we break down our whole year list. Yeah. But he had the single Get Every Dollar. That came out last year. So this album came out way after this single. Oh, really? And I remember being like, oh, hey, this is good. Mm-hmm. And then listening to his album, I'm like, oh, oh, he did it. Like He switched it. <laughs> Similar to Loot, because I know these are similar to um, Nature Well, because mm-hmm. I know these guys got bars, but I don't know their singing ability. So he starts the song off with 100, where he's um, being more melodic. Mm-hmm. Then um, Myself, the drums come in. That's not melodic, but that one, he fucking raps his ass off. Um, Kaz on Eye to Eye had a more like singing verse to him. That has a lot of soul into it. I love that. Changes. BJ the Chicago Kid is a cheat code to any song ever. Yep. That man's voice is so good. Um, very surprising to see that the song with Jid and Saba, and I don't mean this as an insult, was my least favorite song. But that's really? how good the album was, that that was my least favorite song. Yeah. When it has that was two your least of, favorite? That's yeah. wild. I thought it was a good song. Yeah. I, like I didn't think it was the worst. Maybe, I, maybe, I, maybe not least favorite, just seeing them two featured. You thought it'd be high like, yeah. I'd be like, that was my, I'm like, that should be my favorite. Yeah. Makes sense. It's my boys. <laughs> um, that little brother killed it on this album. Yes, sir, little um, brother. Ari Lennox's voice in the back of Ghetto. Ghetto Love's a great song, too. Get a love, no, I need. Get your voice out, yeah, man. Yeah, I gotta get it. <laughs> I don't remember memorize the lyrics though. But um, what do you guys think about this one? I like you said, man. 
again, it might be the Dreamville situation because, again, there's so many artists on there. Um, how can you break through and kind of be in the forefront? But yeah. like you said, this really surprised me because this project was really good. Just looking at the cover, seeing the gold smear on his mouth. Yeah, like, hard. okay, this Yeah, that cover's hard. hard. Um, starting off with 100, it kind of sets the tone with, like, the choir in the background, like, and the jazz infused. So, like, I guess a lot of the sound is, like, similar to Saba, um... Smino type vibes a little yeah. bit. Um, Definitely J. J. Cole influence. J. Cole influence yeah. for sure. Um, GED, um, getting every dollar. I just Dude, love that the track. The beat goes so hard. And on the that meaning one. of that too. If you know what a GED is, just coming out. Of, if you don't go to high school, you have to get a GED. So talking about that, getting every dollar was absolutely fantastic yeah. for me. Um, and then going on again, I think I think the features were a big part uh, to this because he had a lot. Yeah. And I think they added a lot of. Um, it delivered. Uh, Yep, they did deliver, and they added a lot of spice to this. Um, the only thing for me, at least for this project, was um, a lot what Jordy picks apart is like diversity in a sense. Yeah, a lot of the sounds did sound similar, like a lot of the jazz, and obviously he yeah. was rapping. Like the last two tracks, he was really rapping his heart out. Um, it gets to the point where I felt that project was really, really long. Yeah, and I, I kind of died out for me a little bit, yeah. but it is still a fantastic project. I enjoyed the content. I enjoyed the his performance yeah. as well. The features, it was really great. Yeah, for me, a lot of things you said, I, I did enjoy this project. And um, I really like the song with Westside Boogie. Oh, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah that was a banger. He's a man. Um, he is a awesome. Shady Records, baby. Yeah, I saw him open for, um, I saw Joey Badass in high school on the All-American Badass Tour. Lucky man. And the openers were Boogie and Buddy, which, like, I wish I was a bigger fan of Boogie at the time, but, like, Buddy. Buddy's so good. So good. I and mean, these are all, like, the Dreamville guys, like, the guys that were invited to the Revenge of the Dreamer sessions. Um, and, obviously, Lute had the, um, Under the Sun, he had the verse in that song where he killed that too. So like, I'm I'm excited to see him get his shine, and like he people are recognizing that he's not just like just another guy in Dreamville. Like I thought he really proved himself on this one. Luke, yeah, yeah. Again, like I was seriously surprised um, that he came with a project at this caliber because this is definitely one of the best one of the best rap projects coming out. My favorite tracks from this, at least, um, were GED, Myself. I want to hear more of that that aggressive, yeah. loud anger. I Myself, really he goes that. so hard, like, so the, hard. The drums on that, oh my, that song's fire. That's definitely one of my favorites. GED as well, like I said. Um, I loved uh, the track with BJ Changes. I really enjoyed Amen of Little Brother. I love Little yeah. Brother. Uh, great uh, NC North Carolina group. Bird Song with Jid and Saba. I did yeah. enjoy that one. I, I, take, <laughs> I take back my criticism of it. Just Jid's like my favorite rapper. So yeah. I, I want like the best Jid verse. Yeah. And it was good. Yeah. And then Flossum with Boogie as well. But again, this was a really, really great project. Uh, definitely like a light seven for me. But yeah. Um, and then next up, we have Portland's very own. Yes, sir. Um, we share the same first name, Adam. Omine, 2.5, dropping the album. Um, I love that he's doing this like thing between his studio albums that he's doing experimental stuff. So mm-hmm. 1.5, he dropped. That I was in high school and that dropped. But, I don't remember. Um, but. Doctor Whoever on it, the first track, was it's one of my favorite. Real um, in, bro. Real in. It, that is, I think yeah. that's, that's my favorite. I know that is a popular song by him, but that is my favorite song. track by him. It is so um, good. But Doctor Whoever is like literally one of my favorite songs ever. Mm-hmm. So when I saw he's coming out with um, 2.5, was so excited, and he comes My out. Left field. Yeah, <laughs> yo, he comes out with um Charmander's the single, and at first I'm like, this is weird, because yeah. like you're the high pitched voice, yeah. And this song, in the best way ever, makes you feel like you're on some drug, because it is addicting. Like I love the high pitched vocals, which carry on throughout the album, so the single makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. But um, I love this album. Uh, what was the word you used for hyper pop? Or hyper pop? Is that what, is that what you described? <laughs> yeah. that what you described <laughs> the beat. Yeah, yeah. yeah, the beats. So um. I love songs. I love how he switched between like the deep 
um, pitched down vocals and pitched up vocals, um, colors. He teased Neo on um, Instagram, the, just the beat. So like I knew that one was coming, but I didn't know what it would be like. But killed that. Um, I'm gonna pronounce this so wrong, but did a <laughs> did a dumb duck. Yeah, yeah. I think his friends tried convincing him to change the title too, because because <laughs> it's probably this problem. That's probably my favorite track on the album. Um, I like the aggressiveness on Mad Funny Freestyle, but then at the end of the song, he changes into like the beat changes quickly. And then he goes like, then we're fucking at the at the afters, like, then it goes back into the heartbeat and he goes like, ah, 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 which is, um, could be uh, a shout out to Guru from um, Gangstar because yep. that's kind of the noise he makes. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure, for, I'm a, I don't know for sure, but um, love that one. Van, something about his choruses, I think there's, he's so catchy. good at making them. Oh, for sure. So Van Gogh, such a catchy chorus, a meant to be, kind of sounds like a Playboy Cardi type mm-hmm. song, but you can actually hear what the fuck he's saying. Yeah. And <laughs> I love Meant Damn. to Be. Like, that one gets me hype. Um, yeah, sorry, Cardi. I'm not a fan <laughs> of you. Um, <laughs> and then he like songs like um, Twisted, where he's like, she couldn't find me, so put my wrist up, yeah. my wrist up. And like, I'll be in the shower, like, dancing to that one. Like, <laughs> I, I thought he killed this. But what do you, what do you guys think about this one? Um, for me, at least, again, when you heard uh, Charmander when it first came yeah. out, it did turn me off because I'm like, what is this? Like, yeah. This is completely different. Um, later on, I understood why. This project is completely experimental. I mean, even when he starts off with, what is it, um, Yippee Yay. Yeah. Um, I love the beginning, like, stop sitting down, stop being depressed, get up, let's get hyped. Yeah. I'm like, okay, and, okay. And, and that guy was on the first album, too, who narrated yep. it. Mm-hmm. You know who that is? I'm blanking on his name. What's his name? I'm not sure. Oh, you don't know? It's some guy who's a personality. Like He's like a Twitter personality. Oh, okay. Um, oh, that he's always with in his videos. Yeah, is it the yeah, black yeah. guy? Yes, yeah, the black All right, we ran into some technical difficulties for a second right there. Our thing ran out of battery. But what we were just saying was the um, narrator for the Amine album. I just remember from 1.5 him being like, he's like a famous line. It's like, yeah. sad on your motherfucking B-Day. <laughs> Bitch, what the fuck? <laughs> um, but yeah, this album was a was a very pleasant change up for Amine, I think. Yeah. And like, it's so cool that he's able to change his style, but still remain like catchy in what he does. And I just have a soft spot for him. There's something about him. He's like my guilty pleasure. Yeah, like, he's I, a great guy too. Like you want to, you want to support him. You want to yeah. love him. The same way I feel about Sean. Um, yeah. I would say I love the first half more than the second half. I felt that's when he went a bit too extreme with the the voices and to end it with that Playboy Cardi basically remake to me I, it was I, I meant like, to be. Yeah. Oh, I wanted to kill myself. Dude, I love that. That was, that was I could not stand that song. I love the song. Really? I like really like. I like the thing that beats so sick. Oh. For me, um, my favorite tracks were Yippee Yay, Questionable Chords. There are a lot of questionable. He said some weird stuff yeah. on this one. He was just being funny, and I love that yeah. about this project. Um, okay With Me, Did It A Dunham, Fire, uh, Between The Lines as well. Um, those are my favorite, for sure. This was this was an entertaining project. Yeah. I thought it was a good, pro- uh, decent, I don't know. I don't really fuck with like pop rap like that. Yeah. Like Obviously, except for like Kanye, Drake. Um, but I did. there were some standout tracks that I did enjoy. Yeah, for sure. Um, I just like, like as you said, like there are questionable lines he says, and not everything he's saying is deep. Which his yeah, song it's Doc- fine. It's not deep. It, it's yeah. for fun. His yeah. song "Doctor Whoever," which I love, is a very deep song. But um, I like something about it. I just think I just love every song on this album. I'm not sure. I, every, like almost every song. I like the style he chose. This is not usually the type of rap I listen to. Yeah, it kind of yeah. remi- not reminded me. But like, there's someone else I like, Kyle. If you know the rapper, oh he, yeah, he made I Spy. Yeah, I used to be yeah. like. A diehard Kyle fan. Really? Yeah, when I was like in middle school and um, early high school, I've seen him like six times live. Mm-hmm. I've met him. <laughs> but he's another guy that has like a great personality to his fans mm-hmm. and that just makes me want to listen to your music. Like yeah. respond to your fans like on Twitter. Yeah. You like my tweet? I'm like, oh my God, mom, like look who liked my tweet. <laughs> yeah, I remember doing that like in middle school and stuff. Yeah. 
But yeah, the, I love this album. It was great. I'm Amine. Good job, man. Keep it up. And we're excited for his actual project to come out because this was yeah. just a mixtape, right? Yeah, this is the follow-up to Limbo or the middle, I guess, like, I don't even know, like the, tr- like the little stop on the side yeah. of the road of Limbo mm-hmm. to the next project. Limbo, amazing album. Amazing. Yeah, and underrated. Talk about um, Deluxe albums. He'd released a Deluxe for that and it was excellent. And it made sense, too. And it was a little bit after, not yeah. the day after, like, hey, y'all, was that Deluxe? Yeah, it was like a while after. He <laughs> had a song called uh, Miss Clean on that that me and my friends were always Fantastic. playing last year. Yeah, Amina, we love you, man. Please keep it up. Well, that's all that we had for you guys today. Again, if you're new, like, subscribe, notifications. Follow us on social media at Soundcentric Podcast, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Follow us on our personal. And, you know, keep up to date. Make sure you, you know, share your thoughts at all. And um, so we can tell you, uh, so you can tell us uh, what you guys want in terms of content. But yeah, we appreciate you guys. Thanks for listening. See ya. See ya.